You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Negative thoughts don't help is the title of this devotion. All of us are vulnerable to that. All of us can have thoughts sometimes, they just come. They just kind of come. The Bible does talk about it, taking captive every thought that comes against the knowledge of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and Jesus says in Matthew 6, do not take thought and say, In other words, there's thoughts you get, you should never give power to them. You have to cast them down, you have to just resist them and they go away. It also says in John 13, Satan having already put it in the mind of Judas to betray Jesus. So he had given him the thought to do it. And you know, our thoughts is very important. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what you meditate on and what you think on is is extremely important. Uh, The the great Psalm of David, Psalm 1, he says, um, do not walk, uh, do not um, walk in the way of sinners. Do not stand in the path of sinners, I think it is. Do not walk in the counsel, there it comes. Do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Do not stand in the way of sinners. Do not sit in the seat of the scornful. And you can see the progression of walking, standing, sitting. So you're walking, you hear, or you get a thought, and you and you yield to it. No, but he who meditates in the law of the Lord day and night, he will be like a tree planted by the waters and his fruit will not fail and his leaf will not wither and all that he does shall prosper. So it shows you we need to really be thoughtful. So today's title is Negative Thoughts Don't Help, okay? And I want to start here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness, kindness, forbearance, goodness, let your gentleness be known to all men. My father used that scripture by saying, Robert, remember to be kind to everybody, strangers, everybody. And I've always kind of stuck with me that thought and I can always improve. I always try to be on my watch to to not be moody, but to be kind, positive, optimistic. You know, so he says, let your gentleness, your kindness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything but prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That little statement right there could stop strife in your marriage or your relationships, because often what causes strife in a relationship is that you get anxious, you, you have worries, you have pressure on your emotions, on your thoughts. And then if you go and express all that, it creates strife and disharmony and dysfunction. 
But if you just committed to God and say, Father, I, I know you love me. You're my joy. You're the rejoicing of my heart. In you, I'm complete and satisfied. Uh, no, Lord, I'm not going to allow this to draw me out and make me feel self-pity and feel I'm not happy. No, Lord. You are my joy and the rejoicing of my heart. I will rejoice in you always. I tell you, it will stop all the devil's attacks and it will stop all the strife that is so carnal, as the scripture says. He says, now, if you do this, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ. I'm going to talk about this some more later this week. So finally, brethren, sisters, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. In other words, there's a lot of stuff we ought not to be busy with. We have to shut down the activity, the influences on our minds that cloud them, that caused them to have hidden thoughts that came there because we, we listen or watch or, or read or be busy with things that are really negative, ungodly. And then they come up at a certain moment as a weapon of the enemy to really spoil favors and blessings and, and goodness of God. So I think it's so important that we do what the scripture says here in Colossians chapter three. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. In Proverbs 14, verse 14, in the second part of that verse, it says a good man is satisfied from above. He says, seek those things which are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. For when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. That is really worth meditating and studying. I'd love to talk more about it, but that's not the subject of this devotion. The subject of this devotion is that negative thoughts don't help. When you get all anxious, when you allow yourself to be drawn out into, into certain areas where desires aren't satisfied yet, where longings aren't satisfied yet, where hopes and dreams aren't yet come to pass, and you allow yourself to be too busy with it, it can cause you to become negative in your thinking. And, and then if you allow that a little bit too long, it will start causing you to be moody. It will cause you to be maybe judgmental, accusing towards somebody maybe that you love. And it can really cause a lot of trouble in, in relationships. And then you may say all kinds of unkind things. You know, that's kind of like Abraham. Abraham had such a longing to be a father. It was so strong in him. His name is Father. 
exalted father. Abram means exalted father. Abraham means father of a multitude. You know, A-B-R-A-M. Abram, father, exalted. Ram is exalted. So it was inherent within his birth that God gave it in him from his mother's womb to be a father of many nations. But he was married to a barren woman. And you could say, you know, I married the wrong one because this woman cannot give me what I'm longing for. And, and no matter how much I try and talk to her, it hurts her, it, it grieves her because she can't give it to me. She feels guilty that she can't give it. She feels ashamed. She, she feels embarrassed. She feels I'm no good. I'm a failure. You understand? Do you see the scenario? But I'm so grateful that God intervened within that and said, Abraham, look to me. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Genesis chapter 15. Look to me. Look at the stars of heaven and the sand by the seashore. So shall your seed be. And Abraham came into faith. He came into faith and faith became a shield even for his own desires to not constantly make Sarah feel like a failure because she was barren or in a, incapable of giving him what he desired. And sometimes the barrenness is there by God's providence to help us to grow our roots deep into Him, find our rest in Him, be satisfied in Him, be complete in Him, meditate on His faithfulness and His goodness. As it says in Psalm 37, verse 5, feed on God's faithfulness, delight yourself also in Him, and He will give you the desires of your heart. And Abraham grew strong through faith and had hope against hope that what God had promised, he was able to perform. And this was the display of his righteousness with God. This spirit, this attitude, this positiveness, this optimistic. And there may have been times, listen closely, when Sarah cried and looked at him and said, honey, honey, I'm so struggling. I feel such a failure that I cannot get pregnant. All my friends get pregnant and they're babies, babies, babies. And I can't even give you one. I'm such a useless wife. It'd be better if you go ahead and go with Hagar. Go with Hagar. Go, let God give you what, what you want through her. And see, was so broken. And Abraham made a mistake. And he went with Hagar and it caused trouble and it still causes trouble today. Why? Because that was not God's way and Abraham had to learn the hard way. That was not God's way. And many times you and I are tempted to satisfy our longings, our desires, to quiet the negative feelings in a way that is not God's way. What is God's way? That you trust on Him, rely on Him and enter His rest the calming presence of His Spirit. And did you live in total reliance, dependence, and rest in Him? 
And then when these thoughts come that are painful and negative, you say, Father, you're my source. Father, I know you love me. Father, I know you take care of me. Father, my life is in your hands. I know you love me. You give me all that I need, Lord. I trust you. I trust you. And you quiet your thoughts. You quiet your heart before God and live by faith and begin to display this hope, this positiveness that eventually took a hold of Abraham in such a way that he could look at Sarah and say, Honey, stop blaming yourself. It's not your barrenness that's keeping us. It is God who will fulfill what He has promised us. Come on, honey, let's live by faith. Let's trust Him. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11 that Sarah received strength Strength came to that weak heart of hers, that painful heart. And you see, God wants to give us a positiveness that reaches far beyond our own ability to be optimistic. He wants to give us hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Read it in Romans 13, verse 15. I think it's 15, verse 13. One of those two. By the power of the Holy Spirit, He fills you with hope in believing, and you have this positive expectation. And it's a fountain of joy, and and it keeps your heart and mind, to guard your heart and mind, to stay positive when things haven't happened, when you haven't had your desires satisfied, when you haven't had your hopes fulfilled, and when you haven't seen your dreams come to pass yet. You just say, Father, I know you love me. My life is in your hands. And you're positive and optimistic. And that's a real grace and gift of God. And I really feel today to encourage you, negative thoughts don't help. Don't allow your heart to get all negative. Stay positive, stay in the light. Listen to these words from Ephesians chapter four, and then I've got one more scripture for you. Ephesians four, starting at verse 17. Now this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds. Futility means meaningless, emptiness, worthlessness. You know, that's like washing your car in while you're standing three feet in a, in a muddy puddle and that you or in that muddy puddle, and yet you go wash your car when the moment you move it, it gets all muddy again. And that's futility, that's silliness. And the Bible says, don't be like the rest of the world. Or Romans 12 verse 2 says that we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can acknowledge or prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of our loving Heavenly Father. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We need to constantly have our thoughts set on the things above, as I read to you from Colossians 3, verse 2. Having that do not be like the rest of the Gentiles who live in the futility of their minds because their understanding is darkened because they're alienated from the life of God. And because of the ignorance that's in them, they are blind in their hearts. And they, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work on cleanness with greediness. 
But you have not so learned the Lord Jesus Christ if you've heard him and have been taught by him that the truth is in Jesus. We know from the Lord Jesus Christ, God is good all the time and his mercies endure forever. So let me close with you today from this incredible chapter in the book of Isaiah. I really love chapter 26 of Isaiah. I mean, all the chapters. Isaiah is called the evangelist of the Old Testament. Isaiah lived a long time and he was martyred at the end of his life. He was, as it would say in Hebrews 11:34, was sawn in two because he would not give up the testimony of his faith that God is the only true God and that there is none other but the only true living God. But then all these phenomenal chapters of Isaiah, we go to chapter 26, okay? Look at, we'll just start at verse three. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah, the Lord, is everlasting strength. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Sometimes the only way you can see your heart and mind guarded against anxiety and being overtaken by worry is to keep meditating. Lord, I know you love me. Lord, I know you love me. Father, I know you're with me. Father, all my needs are known to you. You know what I have need of, Matthew 6, before I ask. Father, I thank you. Every good and perfect gift comes from you, Father. James chapter 1, verse 17. Father, I trust you. I cast all my care upon you, 1 Peter chapter 5. Father, I lean and rely and depend upon you with my whole heart and mind, Father, and not my own understanding, Proverbs chapter 3. Father, I lean upon you. I submit, you see, and you're meditating on the Lord and his word. You're committing your care and desires and longing and it quiets your heart. It quiets your mind. And you live in this calming rest of him guarding your heart and mind. Now, let's keep ourselves so set upon things above that the Lord can guard our hearts and minds that we don't allow ourselves to get overtaken by negative thoughts. Amen? Have a good day.